This is Mike Bartolomeo, pastor of Church for the Harvest in Alexandria, Minnesota. The Bible is the Word of God. Within its pages are revealed God's perfect will and plan for mankind, the answers to life's hardest questions, and instructions on how to live a victorious Christian life. I believe the following message can change your life if you will let it. Join us now as we share the Word of God today. You know, when you travel, it's always, uh, how many have ever traveled overseas? Let me see your hand. A few of you. It's exhausting. <laughs> it's just, it, it pushes you to the back. So, uh, welcome. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask. Katie at first about you know what you know what the team did some remember I think it was last year we had June that was in here from Ignite South Africa just to get to know her Katie spent uh, I think over a year a number of years ago before she started the children's ministry here lived over in South Africa and worked for that ministry and so maybe can you just share a little bit about what this trip was about yeah so kind of a, just a fun little tidbit um so I did, before I came to Harvest, I was in Africa for a year, and June was actually the one. She looked at churches, because I knew I was coming back to Alexandria, and she said, I really think you should check out Church for the Harvest. So that's always just been a fun little tidbit of just like, she was part of bringing me here, so it was really fun to be able to bring everyone back and show her um, the team we brought and be able to do that. So. It was just fun. Um, so we had a packed schedule, but we got to start out with a few days of rest, which was really nice. Um, so I can, I'll give you kind of a quick overview, and then we can go into it more. Um, but so we had long, long flights, <laughs> as the team can attest. Um, but so we left on a Thursday, and we didn't arrive until Saturday. <laughs> And um, so Saturday we got there, and then we had a three-hour drive to Harry Smith, and then um, just time to settle in. Um, then on Sunday we got to go to church, and then we spent um, the next three days doing cultural training, um, prep work, and then our work project, and then prepping for our conference, time with our staff, and then doing the conference, and then went to church again, and then, then we got to do the rest and relaxation of doing safari and some of the fun elephant stuff. So that's kind of a quick overview. Man, so uh, I know each of you have unique experiences uh, with that. Maybe we're gonna start with Diane. Um, you know, a little bit about your favorite part of the trip. And the question is, what surprised you about the culture there? You can start with the favorite part of your trip. <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't know what my favorite part was. There were just so many things I loved about it. Um, but, you know, the children were just amazing. So, loved working with them. Um, I loved um, seeing how we could do so much with so little. And, you know, I kept thinking to myself, how many times when we were doing the gardening project or, you know, the resources with the kids, you know, if I if I can't find something I need, the first thing I think is, oh, I got to go run to Walmart. I got to go. I got to go down here. I got to go grab something. But you know, we couldn't do that there. And so, just a really uh, wonderful thing for me was the joy of finding a resource that was right there for you. Uh, so you know, I just love that. Um, what was the next question? 
the culture, what you learned about um, the culture. And I think they're just, uh, they just, uh, you know, were so humble and they were uh, very courteous to each other. To watch 170 kids um, line up and sit quietly and, um, you know, they were doing a relay and they got a prize. Now, I compare this to our Easter egg, you know, 5,000 Easter eggs. These kids stood in line and got one piece of candy out of one of those purple bags. And they stood there in line and waited for that piece of candy and they were so happy, you know, to have that. And um, uh, so, and sitting in those small groups because we were able to have, we would do a session and then where one of us would speak and then we would break up into our small groups. So we did a number of small groups with the same people. So we got to know them a little bit, even though we always had an interpreter, it was just kind of, Sort of seeing that, you know, when we shared a, a bit of sense of humor together or uh, just connected um, and seeing that, you know, we're not really all that different. So let me just interject. i got to say it again. Annie's been on like every missions trip since last fall. Uh, have you found a wife yet? <laughs> this is a great guy, ladies. I just want you to know. Okay. Now that I preface that, go ahead, brother. All right. Uh, you made me forget the questions. <laughs> it doesn't matter. What did you enjoy about the trip and the culture? Oh. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess I've always kind of maybe um, wondered what it would be like to live in a more primitive time, you know, the Stone Age or something where there's swords and chariots and castles. And, yeah, now I know it sucks. It's not good. But <laughs> I think... Uh, It was um, it was cool to see how um, yeah, like Dan said, just how they make things work and how open they are. And I think we in America tend to take ourselves a little bit too seriously sometimes, and and that's not really the way they are. So that was that was cool to see. Well, one of my favorite things was. We went to two different church services, and especially the second one, the one that we were at last Sunday, was so amazing. The people are so, the way they worship is just so different. It's so free. The, the people, the Basoto people are very, they're kind, they're quiet, they're very gracious. When they worship, they get down, I'm telling you. Okay, can I interject? Was that yeah. the one video when they're all getting up and... Yeah. Okay, they, I have that video. I'll show you someday, Do you have church. the video? Yeah, no, not here. Oh, okay. That was really amazing. We'll put it on Facebook. How about yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, um, you know, their sound system is horrible. <laughs> they're, when it starts out, you're kind of like, oh. And as you get into it, and just the presence of God just comes, they just get free. And they're loud, and they, they are not in any fear of man about how they worship and being free in worship. It was amazing. And Heidi and I joined in. We just jumped right in, because when we came into the church, they pulled us up and wanted us to sit in the front. So we were on the front row, and we just jumped in. And I'm telling you, there was a circle around the front of that church, and it was old women, it was children, and then people just kept coming, and we just danced, and it was it was really a freeing kind of worship. So I really enjoyed that. And then 
and their flow of the worship services even, you can tell there's elements that we have, but it's not in any particular order where you feel like they have to spend so much time on this, so much time on that, it just kind of flows. And um, the, the sermon that the pastor gave on faith was awesome and incredible. So I'd say that was probably one of my highlights was worshiping there. Yeah, um, one of my highlights this time was, um, and I remembered it from when I was there, but just how they pray. They're loud, they're into it. Like, yeah, I can still remember those. So we had a time um, where we spent encouraging their, they're called coaches, but they go into the schools. So they, they started in new schools the week we were there. Um, so we had a time where we were able to share and encourage them. And they ended up praying over us, which was, it was like, we were there to encourage them. And they were like, oh, June was like, I just feel like we need to have, pray over the team. And it was just, it was such a fresh reminder of just how powerful prayer is and just how, as a culture, they really just, they believe in it um, and just how passionate they are. Um, and just even hearing the coaches just, um, she had them share a little bit about um, like what they like to do. And so many of them were like, I'm passionate about ministry. I'm passionate about these kids I'm teaching. It wasn't the stereotypical kind of stuff. So it was just really cool to see that passion stirred up in them and for them to be able to share with us. Uh, there were a lot of good moments. Um, there were two very difficult days too. <laughs> um, one of my favorite times is actually um, the two days we spend on our work project, which um, is we built, essentially we built a sidewalk, um, but it's so different than I would expect the way you work with concrete here. We, we went, so we went to a, basically a Menards type store, you buy cement, just 120 pounds of raw cement. And then we got in a truck and we drove out to the middle of nowhere and we started shoveling sand into the back of the truck. <laughs> and then you drive back to the house and so you mix the cement with the sand on the ground and then you add water and you start mixing it again and then you rinse, repeat. And it was, I mean, we did it, I don't know how many times we did it, how many bags, but it was, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was two full days of that anyway. Um, but that was kind of fun, kind of like Diane said, just seeing what they do, how they do things differently in the, um, it, it was a good reminder for me just to remember that my way isn't the right way. The Western way isn't the right way or the best way, like there are different ways of doing things and that, that applies to the church services that Holly talked about and um, just seeing their culture. This time. I've been there once before, and this time I got to interact with more of the people, the local people, and it was, it, it was just fun to do that and get to know them on a personal level and to see more of their culture that way. Like, they have music in everything. They just music and dance. It's like all the kids' games have some sort of clapping or snapping or singing or dancing. Like, <laughs> just about everything they do incorporates that, and that was, that was fun to see. My favorite part was probably like inter just interacting with all the different people because they're all very loving and they like love making relationships. So like we had like women that we just ran into in stores, like one woman, it was her birthday and she's like, sing happy birthday to me. <laughs> and so he did and she like videotaped it and 
people are like bringing us aside, like, take a picture with me. But then like all the little kids are like so respectful. And then like after an event, like after our church service, they like came up to us and like, can we take a picture with you? And they're all so sweet. All the children like help each other out so much. And it's just crazy that we got like 175 kids to just like do whatever like we said and they were so organized and they learned so fast like with the songs that we sang with them they got kind of tired of all the songs I think we had more fun singing up there than they did but yeah. maybe we could get the PowerPoint we're seeing the same two pictures the last there's like three pictures 10 minutes of that one. there's 200 in that PowerPoint. so if we could make it a second or two each because they got to see the elephants all right great <laughs> Yeah, there are so many times, I guess, so many moments that touched us. Um, definitely the worship I thought was amazing there. Um, the fact that I was moved to dance in a public place. <laughs> um, definitely the prayer um, that they do at, at many times. Um, they would just say, who wants to start worship? And, and that's like a, just a personal worship. And they just, all of a sudden, one person just starts singing and it can move you to tears. It's just um, amazing. And then how they'll um, pray and, you know, they pray in their language and, and just their prayer alone can move you to tears too. Um, yeah, and just the relationships that you can have, like on our work days, sometimes during lunch, I would speak to the house mom and just have such deep conversations with them. Um, those moments too are just something that I, I treasure, I know, and yeah, just many, many moments, I know. <laughs> so. Amen, so if you could summarize, and maybe we could go back with Diane, kind of what did the Lord do in and through you, and what did you take away from that, from this trip, and uh, you know, the importance of a church going on missions trips, and how it affects the church members. So when we started meeting about this trip, you know, months before, uh, you know, I kept wanting to get more details. I wanted this assurance that I was going to be able to figure things out. I wanted to know what it was going to be like before we got there. And I think I probably drove Katie crazy, even though she's so sweet. But, you know, because I kind of wanted all these answers. And, um, you know, I kept thinking about it like, you know, the manna that the Israelites got. They only got enough for that day. And I wanted enough for the whole trip. I wanted everything ahead of time because I, you know, I get a little anxious. So, but um, what was so precious to me was I felt like um, every lesson or everything that I thought that we could share with them, that, that you know, I'd, I'd, I'd reflect on it that night and it was like, I just go, yeah, that's really for me too. That's really for my family. You know, it's like everything just kept, you know, coming back to me and, um, I would wake up on some of those mornings when we were doing, you know, for me, it was like when we would have to practice with the coaches to work with an interpreter. I mean, that was, you know, that was a little intimidating for me. Um, but, you know, I would wake up that morning and I would read something or, uh, and I would just think it was just exactly what I needed for that morning. The Lord was so precious uh, to me that way that, um, and he just showed me, you know, I read something that said, um, if you go out looking for answers on your own, you won't find them. But if you go out looking for the Lord, the answers will come and find you. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I found uh, to be true. You know, seek ye first the kingdom. But it was kind of said to me in a different way. And I thought, uh, that's what was uh, so precious, is that 
he gave me what I needed for that day. And uh, just walking through the, the fear of it, you know, like Joyce Meyer said, you know, do it afraid. And there were a lot of times I was afraid about it, different things. Not so much the pickaxe, because I kind of liked using that thing, but, um, but it was more the, you know, the challenges of, of speaking and, and just feeling prepared and knowing that I was doing what the Lord uh, gave me. So um, there was no, not a lot of uh, pre-planning. It was like he just gave me what I needed. Um, and then, yeah. It's just awesome going on a mission trip, not only to meet the people and to experience culture and all the different things, uh, but I just love this group of people. And uh, we have become, you know, very close. And um, it's, you know, there's part, I was writing in my journal, it's kind of a shame to know people for so many years and not really know a lot of things about them. But um, we know a lot of things about each other now. <laughs> and I just love them. And I, and I, just, I just was like, gosh, I wish I would have known this. You know, how, how funny. Ryan, Ryan's hysterical. I mean, he is, he is so funny. Um, and, and just everyone is so precious. And Mighty Warrior, Marissa, you know, she is Mighty Warrior with the pickaxe. She is incredible. And uh, so just everyone is just precious to me. Uh, well, the first, I think, my first impression when I got there was the uh, first night as we were sitting around the table and uh, June was talking to us about some of the issues in the culture and it kind of brought back to the surface that uh, something that's always kind of bothered me and it's the problem of pain and suffering because there's so much pain and suffering and, and I, um, it's a tough question but um, as I was thinking about it, I realized that there, it, it kind of serves a purpose. It serves as an indication that something is, has gone wrong in the world. And it also reminds us about the one who's done something about it. And if there wasn't, if there wasn't that, that suffering and that pain that we can see, we could easily go through life without an indication. You know, we could go through life in our self-centered state and never know there was a problem. Mm -hmm. until it's too late and it's uh, as far as why it's important for us to do this kind of thing um, I never thought that I have to think about the decision between choosing between God and the devil you know it's like duh that's not really something that we have to think about but for them that is a very legitimate question mm. witchcraft is very predominant and that's, that's a real choice that they have to think about as I thought about that, I thought, you know, that's really a choice that I've been making my whole life without realizing it. Maybe not between God and the devil, but between Jesus and myself. And when we do things like this, it's choosing to put God first and to put other people first. And uh, in that way, I think we, we can really live out our faith and make a difference in the world and make a difference um, when it comes to pain, to do something to take away from it rather than adding to it. I think mine is a little similar to Andy's in that um, on a mission trip, you know, you're, it's not a trip, it's not a vacation because you're, you're we worked hard. Mm -hmm. I, have, I don't think ever physically worked that hard in two days, mixing cement. I mean, <laughs> we don't do those things here. And so um, I think God helps you to realize you can do more than you ever thought you could. Um, but you're, you're totally, you're giving, and yet, like the principle I talked about this morning, we always get back. But we didn't go 
to get anything back. You know, we went because we wanted to be a blessing. And little do we know that we come back with a bigger blessing than we probably left. But it's giving yourself away and, and, and um, going beyond yourself and what you thought you could ever do. Um, so for me, it, was, it really was a heart issue. I found myself um, like this so many times. And I didn't realize I was such a feeler, but God was just working something in my heart that I can't even really explain. I don't know that I can really explain what he all did. I just know that I'm different. And I can feel like I come home. Just more full of who God really is and how big he is and how great and awesome he is and how he loves all the people. He loves everyone. We're not so different than the people in South Africa. They love and they laugh and they have families and they have hardships that we don't understand. But they're people. And just to feel the love coming from them and God just showering that love on us, I just really come home with a heart change. And my word this year was Ignite. I think I probably kind of chose it because of the ministry Ignite, but I'd just been praying for God to ignite the fire of his love in my heart. And I really felt that was happening there. And I love people, but it was different. You know, because you go and it's, you're, you're not thinking of yourself. I was just open to seeing whatever God could do and would do and how he would move. And just really felt his presence in so many ways that he showed up and saw his hand and mostly saw his heart. So I think that's what I come home with. Um, yeah, so in 2017, at the, we started off the year reading this Ready, Set, Grow book that was just talking about growing up leaders. And I feel like this trip for me was really just God saying like, just renewing that in my heart and showing me that this is another way to do it. Um, I just found myself throughout the trip being so proud of our team. <laughs> so proud of Heidi for stepping out and being fearless. And Diane too, like she was my, all right, where's my plan here? Can I get some details? And, and, and being so flexible in it because there are some details that it's, it's just Africa. <laughs> You'd, like, I, I still remember all our eyes when June's like, well, we could have 10 kids or we could have 500 kids. We don't know. <laughs> and just reminding us that God was going to give us what he wanted for that day. Um, but like I said, I just that was such a big takeaway for me was just being able to see others rise up on the team and be in that role that they were supposed to be in. And a lot of us on the team aren't very loud or <laughs> extroverted. And I mean, we, ran, we helped run a conference and got up and everyone got up and spoke. So just to see God using us in those gifts, even when they're areas that it may look like we're weak, um, I just really feel like that just gave him all the glory. And, and the conference was just such a treat um, because we got to do it again. We got to equip and empower all of our small groups. So on the day of the conference, how it worked. So we spent all Friday um, just pouring into the leaders and um, teaching and equipping, empowering. And then Saturday morning, 
each group took a part of the lesson that we were gonna do with the kids and then they ran it, which was so cool to see. We really, I mean, we were there, we were coaching, facilitating, but it was so awesome. Like, these guys are our puppeteers, <laughs> which shout out to Steph Thone and Diane. They were, they, they made 25 puppets for us to bring because kids love puppets. And it was so fun to see all the leaders there just get into it and really want to bless the kids there. Um, so I think for me that was my big takeaway this trip was just just how fun it was to share a place that's near and dear to my heart and to see other people fall in love with it and get a chance to experience it and and then to do the same for the people there to be able to give them resources and send them home with a lot of stuff and um, that was just really neat. Um, and I love missions, so I'm always like, if you get a chance, like Micah said, just go. Um, I feel like there's so many times where you can give excuses, but once you just move forward, God opens the doors, he provides the funds. Even when I look back on when I went for a year, I, it was within two, month, two or three months that I had $8,000 raised to go for the whole year. So if he wants you to go, just go, he'll provide. One of the things uh, during the, the day where we just spent time with the staff, uh, we, we spoke to them and we heard from them somewhat. And um, one of the words that he shared, or one of, the, one of the coaches shared, just stuck out to me. And it's, um, at least in this season, I, just, I have this thing for like declarative songs and declarative words. Like they just resonate with me where I just, plant my foot and I take a stand and, and and this word was like that so it makes sense that it resonated with me but he talked about this story in first kings after Solomon became king and uh, Joab was running from Solomon and Joab ran into the temple and grabbed the horn of the altar and said no I will die here hmm. and I mean he, he died there but the, the bigger point being that that's what we can do. We can go into God's presence and say, no, I will die here. If the enemy is going to come and kill me, he has to come into the presence of God to kill me. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just loved that. It, I, I still think about it. And um, that was one of my biggest takeaways. I mean, there were many others too. It's like you can't spend time in a group of people like this without taking something away without getting something from it. You can't spend that much time with the people who live there without gleaning something from them. And it, it was just, it was just wonderful to be there with them and with all of these people. So before I went I on this trip, um, I felt like the devil was really attacking me and just kind of didn't really want me to want to go. And because like I had to finish all these assignments bef like before leaving school. So I had a lot of stuff to make up afterwards too. But I just went and I like, like I wanted to feel God's presence, but I just kind of felt closed off. But like as we like kept going to church services and we kept like spending more time together, on this trip, I really felt God just grow so much in my heart. Mm -hmm. Like every time we like worshiped with them, I could just 
whenever I worship and I feel God's presence, I can just feel like my heart is like lifted out of my chest. And I felt that like our whole trip. And that was just so amazing to feel that. And on our trip, we like kept hearing that we are all the body of God. And like all different churches are just another piece of God's body. And that we're all like we were going there and they just didn't think of us as visitors. They thought of us as another piece of God's body. And they're so welcoming the whole time and so loving. And it was just great to be a part of that. Well, you go on a mission trip hoping to make a little difference and knowing that you are going to be changed a little bit. But um, <laughs> I was changed in so many ways. You can't even say. And um, <laughs> this group is just amazing. They prayed over me so many times because I felt the devil just trying to work overtime on me for I don't know what reason, but part of me feels like I was speaking on a subject that was taboo down there, and he just really didn't want me to speak, but we showed him, and we spoke anyway, and did our projects, and we stepped out in that fear, and we showed him, so. But, yeah, I don't know. There were so many amazing parts that anyone that can ever do a, a mission trip should go, because they're beyond words. Amen. Amen. Well, my takeaway from the trip, even though I didn't go, was I think this is the first missions trip of this church I didn't lead. And so that's part of the vision and mission here, that we would have teams that would go. And that blesses my heart. So Ryan and Katie and all of you stepping up to the plate, thank you uh, to see the vision and that means some of you will lead a trip someday. I know some of you thinking, Hawaii, you want to do a mission trip? <laughs> Amen. Well, let's give them a hand. Thank you so much. God bless you all. Thank you. <laughs> Praise God. Well, stand with me if you would, please. Uh, we've uh, taken up the whole service and do have a message burning within me, but you'll just have to come back next week, all right? And invite somebody. Amen. Amen. Well, let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. Lord, we rejoice that Jesus was lifted high in South Africa from a group of believers here in Alexandria, Minnesota, and the surrounding communities. And Lord, I just thank you for the love, the word, your truth, compassion, all of these things exemplified to this team. You showed up in and through them, but they came back with more than what they gave. Lord, thank you. Lord, I pray you stir in all of our hearts here this morning. Stir in all of our hearts, Father God, that we would make room. We would make room for the voice of God, for the presence of God, for the purposes of God, as David prayed in his generation. Lord, in our generation, we would make room for the Holy Spirit in our busy schedules and we're worked to the bone and where we even say, we have no extra time. God, you are worthy. You deserve all glory, honor, and praise.
And Lord, we are one heartbeat away from eternity. One heartbeat. And so, Lord, every breath that we have is because of you. Help us, Father God, to make room for you like never before in our lives, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Have a blessed week in the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today in the ministry of God's Word. My prayer today is that you will experience a new revelation of who Christ is in you. Feel free to make as many copies of this message as you like. For more information about Church for the Harvest scheduled ministry times in meeting place, please visit us at churchfortheharvest.com or contact the church office at 320-759-1400. At Church for the Harvest, you belong.